Hey, welcome back to the Tailgates and Touchdowns podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Williams. And we got Coach Holmes right next to my left. Glad to be here. Talk about last week, this coming week, our topic of the week, and our spicy takes to finish out the day. I'm happy Peyton's here. He's wearing a Chelsea hat and nothing else, and I'm wearing my Jeffrey Dahmer glasses, so... <laughs> We're ready to uh, get to cooking. Yeah. If you want. Ready to eat your heart out. Let's go. All right. Last week, let's uh, let me pull up the old schedule. We can go ahead and start off, Peyton. All right. You know, looking at it, you know, we had the game first that got moved to Thursday with the hurricane. I uh, hope everybody's doing better in that situation. But we had South Carolina, South Carolina State, South Carolina taking care of business, fifty to ten. Um, the Gamecocks. With Commander Cock, looked like they're getting back on track and everything. A little more, you know, had a tough little first part of the schedule with Georgia and uh, Arkansas, but now looking to get that offense. Brought the old uh, Carolina helmets back, man. They look pretty sharp. I enjoyed that. Um, but they take care of business. And, again, I told you I felt like they were going to beat um, South Carolina State more than they did Florida, Easter, Washington. So, I'm I'm glad I won that stake bet. You're welcome. Uh, moving on to the Kentucky Ole Miss game is probably the best game of the week for me. It's good Kentucky going to Kentucky though. Man, go down. You know Levis trying to make a play gets hit, fumbles. They're able to stop Ole Miss. Go down again, throws a touchdown pass. Wait, the player wasn't set. Mm. And then the next play, the defense lineman makes a play and just rips it out of his hands. And Ole Miss is uh, able to win while rocking those real tree helmets. Feel bad for Kentucky. I feel like they're always one win away from having like an eleven and one season. But you know, what can I say? Coach Kiffin just uh, was able to get one out at home. Yeah, this was a great game. Enjoyed watching it. Hate that it was eleven o'clock. Felt like the environment would have been better at night, but. Both teams coming out competing hard. Um, it's like you said, Jonathan, Kentucky just finds a way to not get over that hump. If they could just find that small little thing. Um, and they're trying to show people they're not just a basketball school, too. They're, they're a football school, and it's starting to show. They're an everything school. All right, and then Alabama-Arkansas. This game was kind of weird to me. I thought Alabama was just going to run away with it, and then I was like, wait, this is a five-point game. And then Jalen Milrow figured out how to run the ball. And and then Arkansas was like, ah, okay. Right. You know, Bryce Young going down, hurting his arm again. Don't know the full detail about that, if he's going to be back this week or not. They say he's day-to-day right now. Right. And and that's strange. But, you know, Jalen coming in, I felt like this was a game where they needed to see if he could take over if something happened to Bryce later down the road, such as a – SEC championship or playoff, and he did. He handled it very easily and and very nice. Loved the decision making he had, but that you know his feet and his mobility really helped them get out of trouble a lot. Arkansas that and Alabama's offensive. Well, that true. I mean, having blocking box. about a five second pocket must be nice too. But Arkansas, what I'm loving about Sam Pittman is you're just seeing even more fire with them again. Got it down to five points. The surprise onside with it looked perfect. Couldn't draw it up any better. The kicker did it with ease. 
And then it's just like Will Anderson coming in on the read zone and just demolishing both the, the running back and the quarterback. So you really had nothing to give or pull with. Um, but Alabama's just being Alabama. They just got too much talent everywhere for the Hogs. And again, Arkansas comes up short for beating Nick Saban the first time since joining the, at Alabama. Hmm. Well, you know, I thought Arkansas looked beat before, I mean, before Bryce even got hurt. Mm-hmm. And they were able to sneak back in there. But to me, I feel like Arkansas lost this game because of a hangover loss to a not very good A&M team. I agree. I agree. Uh, speaking of A&M, they lose to Mississippi State in Starkville. 42 points was put on the board by Mississippi State. Jimbo's seat gets a little hotter. Right. And there's rumors coming out that boosters are ready to pay that buyout of $95 million. I mean, is it real? are you really punishing somebody if you get rid of them and pay them $95 million? Um, I know if it was me, I would use those $100 bills to wipe my tears away. Mm-hmm. But looking at this game, Mississippi State in, in Starkville, the cowbells were ringing. The defense was ready to play. Will Rogers was lighting them up. Uh, the blocked field goal to get a touchdown for the dogs. And Mike Leach has done a fantastic job for this Mississippi State University and getting them back to a level of competitiveness what he's doing with the air raid is working for them. Um, I'm not a big fan of the air raid, but it looks like they have a better control of it where he has his players. He knows people that know how to run it correctly, and it's working. And, again, they're able to sneak past some teams they're not supposed to beat. So this is a this is a huge win for them. I, I think this is going to put them – I think they're ranked, what, 23rd now? And they're on a roll, man, and I'm excited to see where they go from here on out. Uh, the next game is was the Tiger Bowl. LSU goes into Auburn, wins 21-17. Uh, big factor there was four turnovers by Auburn. LSU was able to capitalize on most of them. Let's see, they had fumble recovery for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had an interception that stopped them in the red zone. Uh can't think of the other two off my head, but yeah, LSU was able to go in with a new coach first away game for Brian Kelly in the SEC and was able to come out on top. Right. Uh, both teams offensively didn't look great, but you know, at the end of the day, this is a scoreboard that counts. Right, and this this wasn't a pretty game. Auburn came in with a 17-point lead. Again, the LSU Tigers always finding a way to come back on the Auburn Tigers. This this isn't the first time this has happened, but second-half woes continue to happen for Brian Harson and the Auburn Tigers. They can't find a way to get points against SEC teams in the second half or almost any uh, any um, FBS Power 5 team. They, they can't do it, and it's like they, they can't get away from the script. Uh, again, I, I didn't agree with the Coy – more pass there down uh, in the red zone. Again, your backs have taken you so far. Continue to feed them, and they're not doing it. It's almost like he wants to get fired, the, some of the stuff I watch. But LSU doing a great job on the ground, helping to get that back. The defense won them this game with all the turnovers, the strip fumble for a touchdown. That seals it. You take that away – the strip interception at the yeah. end. Strip in, yeah. I mean, it's 
LSU's defense looked really good. Congratulations to them. This was a great game in a tough, tough environment. Uh, we've all seen the TikTok videos about it at night, how tough it is to play at Auburn, and the magic for Brian Harson is not there. Uh, last game of the night, kind of a nail-biter. We thought it was going to be a blowout. Man. Georgia's able to sneak out of Columbia, Missouri with a win. Only by four points. Right, and this came as a shock to me. Uh, Missouri had Georgia out-coached and played 99% of this ball game. It took a game-winning drive at the end, but it just shows you the winning factor that Stinson Bennett has become for this Georgia Bulldog team. And we knew they were going to be under fire. It did, it did look like the hunger was really there that game. And uh, the past couple games, the, the hunger isn't there for the Georgia Bulldogs like it's been in the past. And this was a deal where it was kind of good for them because it showed, hey, we got to learn to get out of trouble. It might come down to a game later on where we got to find a way to climb out of a situation, and this is how we're going to do it. Like the call by Todd Munkin at the end, and they kind of got away with one. You know, it's fourth and one, and if you watch, the tight end kind of jumps, and it didn't get called. So got one snuck by right there, but the Georgia Bulldogs take care of business um, in Columbiana for the win. And Columbiana? Shelby County? Columbia. Yes, Columbia. Columbia. Sorry, Columbia. <laughs> Missouri. And they remain undefeated in regular and SEC play. All right, Peyton, this is the best week. You know why it's the best week of SEC football? Mm, it's rivalry week. Well, there are no more buy, no buys for this week. Nice. And every SEC team plays an SEC team. Nice. So we're just going to run through it. I want you to tell me your favorite, your second favorite, and your least favorite. So we're going to talk, uh, we got 11 a.m., and I thought, you know, this is going to be a really good game. No doubt. Tennessee at LSU, Tennessee going into that hostile environment. Tennessee, top 10 team, something to prove. And, you know, LSU's starting to get their swagger back, ranked again. Brian Kelly's gotten them kind of rolling. Quarterback got a little banged up, but he should be ready to go. I haven't seen Tennessee down in Death Valley in a long time. I haven't either, and really surprised to sit in a night game knowing the atmosphere at night that Death Valley brings. But I think, you know, Tennessee, after getting a bye week, this is a great test for them to get ready before they play the Tide of Alabama and trying to get out of that losing streak they've had against them for a long time. But I think Tennessee's going to be ready. They're, they're, they're wearing the smoke grays. They're excited about it. They're going to come out and fire all shots with Hooker. And this is a Heisman moment for him. He's got to have a great game, and I believe he will. Um, I think the Volunteers come into Death Valley and win by at least 21. I hate the smoke grays, but I do think that Tennessee is a little cleaner, a little more cleaned up on offense and defense. I do, th And because it's not at night, I think Tennessee does Excuse me, get the win. Uh, there's actually three 11 a.m. games. The next one is Arkansas going into Starkville. I think that, you know, because of these losses, I think Arkansas's just kind of lost some fight in them. Mississippi State's got a better up-tempo, a little more happy over in Stark Vegas. I think uh, Mississippi State takes care of business, and they might get inside the top 20. 
I'm with you, Jonathan. This this is a game where Miss State is on a roll right now, beating Texas A&M. They get a home game against Arkansas again. Will Rogers is looking cleaner and cleaner in the passing game. This this is this is a big test for Arkansas, and the thing is they're they're a little banged up and. Getting a, a a loss against Alabama, getting a loss against Texas A&M, they got to get back on track. Sam Pittman's got to find a way to get momentum going, especially before this team hits the last stride of October football for them. They got some tough places to play, but it's going to be a tough task. And I'm excited, but I'm I think the dogs are going to take care of business, and I think it's going to be close. I think they win by five. Missouri. Goes into Gainesville, Florida, not looking like the team they are. But I think they play well at home. Missouri's lost two close ones. They might give them a fight, but I got the Gators winning it at home. I just think they're running out of juice, Jonathan. And for Eli Drinkwitz, he's got to find a way to get some magic in the air for the Missouri Tigers and beat the Florida Gators. But I'm with you, Florida Having an easy task of uh, Eastern or Eastern Washington last week, I think they're going to be ready to roll. I think uh, Anthony Richardson's going to have a great game. Um, they got to get a win. They haven't won in Gainesville yet against SEC team, so this is going to be a big one. I think I think they take care of business and take care of Mizzou. Next is the Deep South's oldest rivalry. It'll be your two thirty kick. Auburn goes into Georgia. Uh, I think it's all Georgia all day. Well, Georgia is a 30-point favorite in this game. It was 29. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, it's 30 now, and it's it's not looking good. Again, Brian Harson trying to prove he can be the Auburn coach and get some magic going for this team. Again, ever since the Penn State game, they haven't looked the same. Like, the, the energy in there, but again, this is the – Old South deepest rivalry. This is a game. It's the Deep South's oldest rivalry. Well, whatever. Sorry. It, the Old South. Old deepest. South deepest for. <laughs> uh, it's a big game, so we're gonna find a way to get this game rolling. But I think the dog Stinton Bennett for some reason turns in Tom Brady against Auburn. He, if uh, if I'm a bet man, I'm betting on the dogs right here to take the over. I think they win by forty five. All right, Ole Miss goes into Nashville. I haven't heard a lot about Vandy. They kind of got mm. beat back into their hole from Alabama. Uh, They're still a winning team. They still got a winning record. I think Ole Miss struggles early, but I think they're able to beat Vanderbilt and beat them in front of that crowd of 33,000. Yeah. Um, I, I'm excited for this one. Again, Ole Miss – Having a good schedule. I really like how their schedule's lined up. This is a game right before they take on Auburn. Uh, Auburn will get beat up by Georgia. They'll be down in the slumps after this one. But if they can get some momentum winning this game and look very crisp and smooth and then go and take care of business at Auburn. And they haven't beaten Auburn in a while. So I I like Uh this one. I like Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss wins by 24. South Carolina at Kentucky. Uh, I got the Wildcats in this one. I think they catch their breath, kind of get back to home base. Hey, we lost a close one in Ole Miss at, in Oxford, but our season's not over. Let's get back on track, and let's take care of this inferior team. I got the I got the Wildcats at home. I got them by three scores, at least 17. I'm with you. I, 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 I'm with you. I think, I think they win by 17 as well. 
this uh, Kentucky team. They they they're not out of it. Like everybody, they're not out of. It. They lost a close game to a top ten team. This is going to be a game for them where they're trying to go fight for the East, and if they can take care of business here, South Carolina. For Shane Beamer and Spencer Rattler, it's about getting that momentum back. And can they produce it right here? They got some back with facing South Carolina State, but now they got to be an SEC team. All right, and this game, I'm sure, uh, at the beginning of the season was starred and highlighted and circled twice and wrote in red. A&M goes into Tuscaloosa at 7 p.m. I don't think Nick liked what happened last year, and uh, mm-hmm. I don't think he calls the dogs off. I could see Bama beating them forty-two to nothing. I'm with you. Uh, I think this game will be a lot closer in the first quarter. Uh, I, I I think it's going to be a deal where A and M's. You know, they've had this game circled. We know everybody knows that this game's been circled on both teams' calendars. Um, they've been saving plays for each other. They've been saving um, some type of momentum, energy. Um, Will Anderson is going to kill somebody, I think, and they better watch out if you're an Aggie. But I'm with you, Jonathan. I think it is a shillelagh like no other. Um, I could see this being a game Alabama wins by 42. Okay. All right, a topic for the night is, uh, has the transfer portal made college football better or worse? Peyton, I'll let you open up with it. Well, if you're looking at games right now for smaller teams, in my opinion, we're seeing games a lot closer played because we're seeing better talent out there. Again, we look at Kent State and Georgia. We, we're seeing closer ball games um, where these big-time Power 5 schools aren't beating up on these non-Power 5 schools. So I think – I think it's been it's a mixture of both for me, Jonathan, because it's a deal where in the transfer portal, if you're not happy with the team, you can leave at any time. But it's also a deal where the NIL kind of breaks that budget a little bit of, hey, I can pay you more. Why don't you come over here? But what I like about the transfer portal, it's a deal where it has helped college football games. We're not seeing blowouts we're seeing better football closer football and we're seeing better you know better talent out there on for each team it, it, we see it each year um Ole Miss do you know where they finished ranked wise in recruiting in the SEC uh they were definitely I think they're like number 10 they're they number the 10 but they were number one in the transfer portal and look at and what's funny is they have nine to ten guys they got out of the transfer portal that are starters today and that are big-time factors for them. So it's all about how you play it. And, and again, it's a deal where it, I think it's helping teams out. So what, what's your take on it, Jonathan? Uh, I think it's like, I don't know, I kind of have two different feelings about it. One, uh, during my college career, you know, I played for one school and I was you know committed to that school and it was at a smaller level. Um, you know, I think every player looks back like, well, what, you know, what if I'd played at Sewanee or Birmingham right. Southern, right. you know, would it have been different and all that? And I think back to it and I'm like, no, you know, I'm glad I, the school I played for and what I chose. And, you know, I didn't hop around and I don't know, a part of me is kind of like, man, we're getting a lot closer to, I guess, like semi pro football with mm-hmm. this college football. Mm-hmm. Also can empathize with the players. You only got four years to play. And 
you know, I didn't go to Huntington College, you know, to sit the bench and be a part of a club. And so I, if you, if you're not getting playing time and you're just buried on the depth chart and they're not really, you know, showing you the love and not really wanting you to, you know, help the program out. I mean, go ahead and transfer. And from, you know, like from a fan standpoint, I think it's an awesome way for, for example, we'll just use Auburn. Um, you know, the cupboard was kind of left dry with Gus Malzahn toward the end of his era at mm-hmm. Auburn. And, you know, Harson he could have hit the transfer portal real hard and kind of help get the talent back. So it kind of helps new coaches taking over for older coaches resupply their team with quality players if they can get the guys to buy in. Right. And, like and, you don't have to wait for the next recruiting right. cycle to get good. Right. And and I agree with you. I mean, for all these new coaches, you have the portal. Like, okay, let's – what are these guys good at? Or what are we missing? Oh, an offensive line. Okay, great. Let's hit the transfer portal. Look at all these guys here. Now, it's it, it's a deal where the thing that stinks about the portal is once you hit the portal and nobody wants you, like, you're stuck in there. Like, you ain't coming out. Quicksand. Right. It's quicksand. It's – so – Again, it's all about knowing if you can get to that next school. Um, I think the portal has its has good qualities, but also bad flaws, and we see them every day. But I think college football has gotten better with the transfer portal. I think I don't have an opinion on it. I think it's it's just where we're at now. Right. No, I don't think it makes different world, different times. Right. All right, time for our spicy takes to finish up this episode. My first spicy take is I think the Vanderbilt Ole Miss game is closer than the A&M Alabama game. Mm, Good call. Good call. All right, I'm going to go with Stinson Bennett has four passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns against Auburn. Wow. 42 points all by him. All by him. All right, my next spicy take is I think Will Levis has zero turnovers after his last two in this game against South Carolina and has a great game. I'll even add to it. I think he goes 80% or better on pass completions. Okay, all right. That's that's pretty bold. That's that's high. (laughs) I think he locks in. Okay, all right. I think it's like that that noise when your ears are ringing. And he just like zones in, like his girlfriend just broke up with him. Okay, um, I'm gonna go with I think Missouri Florida will be closer of a game than Arkansas Mississippi State. All right, I'm gonna go opposite of you, and I think the Auburn Georgia game is within a score at halftime. Ooh, That's okay, spicy. That's real spicy. Holy cow! All right. I'm just throwing stuff at a wall, seeing what sticks. Whew, man. This, all right. I think Tennessee, LSU, I think Tennessee will be up 21 points by halftime against LSU. Okay. All right. So, that that's my hot take. Well, thanks for stopping by this week. Y'all come back now. You here? We'll see you next week.